0: fourth Sunday of Easter is commonly known as Good Shepherd Sunday because all the readings, either year A, B, or C, are all going to speak of Jesus, of course, as the Good Shepherd. And that's what he is. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to protect us. He wants to bring us, of course, that eternal homeland with him in heaven. A couple years ago, the Vatican also decided that the fourth Sunday of Easter, Good Shepherd Sunday, was also going to be known as World Day of Prayer for Vocations. It used to happen at the end of ordinary time, but they switched to this Sunday, which I think makes sense, of course, when you think of shepherds. Hopefully, uh, you think of priests, and you think of pastors. Of course, you know we're called to pray for, for all vocations on World Day for Vocations, so priests and deacons and religious. But in a particular way today, I'd like to speak a little bit just about the vocation of priesthood and how we're called to be shepherds, and of course to, to continue to pray for more uh, priests, uh, and also to pray for the priests who have come before us as well. One of the things that always uh, that strikes me is when we do the prayer for vocations. Here at St. John the Baptist, we've been doing that prayer ever since uh, I came. I'll be honest, I, I brought it with me because I had it in my home parish at St. Joe's in West St. Paul. There's always a line in there that struck me and still strikes me today in that prayer for vocations where it says, choose from our homes those needed for your work. Choose from our homes those needed for your work. You know, when I was in, first got to St. Joe's and we were doing that prayer, I was like, yeah, Lord, choose from our homes those needed for work. My brother Luke would be a great priest, my sister Anne or Leah or Sarah, whatever, all great religious sisters. But then as I continued to pray that prayer, I started thinking, is the Lord calling me? Is the Lord calling me towards a vocation to the priesthood or religious life? Actually, for a lot of time in high school, I was uh, discerning actually a little bit as well, maybe becoming a Christian brother, uh, because my favorite teacher, Brother Alphonsus Martel, I wanted to model him. Of course, I discerned uh, to the priesthood. Uh, and, and it was beautiful that, that, you know, we've been praying that prayer, and the Lord called me home uh, to, to serve in this vineyard, and this is great. If I looked at the history of our parish, so I realized that, um, you know, our, our, the Lord has chosen a lot of different priests to serve here, uh, as, as priests and pastors. Not too many pastors, but certain priests. And it's always interesting, when you look back at the history of a parish, to see who has come before you as, as a pastor. Uh, And and so I've done a little research, I like doing history, I like looking at research. What I've noticed about the priests who have come before here at St. John's is that, you know, they're not exactly similar, we're not all alike. I mean, you know that, I'm a little different than Father Dash. I'm a little bit younger uh, than, than he was, and I probably have a different preaching style and everything like that. As we look at this, we can see... Uh, That the Lord doesn't just call one certain type of person to priesthood. We're not a cookie cutter uh, type of of priest. We're all different. We're all unique. We have different gifts and talents and, and different weaknesses as well. But each and every single pastor who has come here at St. John's, I could confidently say, all had one thing in common they all wanted to be a good shepherd. And the Lord in his infinite wisdom chose them from near and far. I want to give you a little history of of some of the priests that have come here. Once again, really kind of showing you that the Lord in his infinite wisdom chooses different people. So I just want to go through the first four pastors that St. John's had. It's always good to have a little history of a parish as well. And that first pastor that that the Lord chose to serve here, and the archbishop as well, was the name of Father Joseph Bush. Father Bush... Uh, was sent here in 1903. That's when the parish was officially founded. And Father Bush was an up-and-coming star. Everyone uh, could see this. He was a great friend of Archbishop Ireland. And actually, uh, Archbishop Ireland put him in charge of the uh, mission band for the diocese. What does a mission band mean? It doesn't mean they're out there playing the drums, right? A mission band is a band of people that would go out and try to teach the Catholic faith. So we go to different places around, uh, actually the whole state of Minnesota and beyond as well back then in 1903. But the station was here in Excelsior. And Father Bush did a, did a great job. But in 1910 he received a letter that asking him to become a bishop. and So he was ordained a bishop uh, out in South Dakota. But once again Father Bush uh, grew up in Red Wing uh, and eventually served here and eventually South Dakota and back in St. Cloud, as well, before he passed away. So in 1910, our parish needed another pastor. needed the second pastor. And so instead of choosing an up-and-comer, they chose Father Cushion. Not that Father Cushion wasn't great, he was, but Father Cushion uh, was kind of a young priest when he came here. It was his first experience. He was actually a little bit sick even when he came here. But he actually was born in Ontario, Canada, and eventually got ordained here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. When he was sent out here in 1910, like I said, he was a little bit sick, and two years into his pastorate, had to take six months off and go spend time in an infirmary because he had a a horrible uh, illness going on. Eventually, of course, we know that Father Cushion recovered, and the Archdiocese must have thought that the lake did him uh, great health and gave him great health, so they decided to keep him here, for 50 years. Father Cushman was here from 1910 until 1960. He truly gave his life to this parish. So we hear about the Good Shepherd today in our, in our Gospel, we hear what? Good Shepherd will lay down his life. Of course, that's what Father Cushman uh, did. Once again, he was different than Father Bush, but he was a great, great pastor and we owe a lot to Father Cushion. Uh, he's the one who uh, continued to have the church be built up in downtown Excelsior, our first year in Cortland. And in 1951, we moved up here onto the school, the convent, eventually the gym, and the church uh, as well. But he served mightily uh, and was a great influence uh, not only in the parish, but also uh, in the community uh, as well. He truly loved the people here in Excelsior. Unfortunately, Father Cushion passed away before the completion of the church in 1960. And so the church, uh, the archdiocese, and of course God, decided to send another pastor. So the third pastor was Father Oscar Windsorling, And he wins the prize for being born the farthest away from Excelsior. He was actually born in the time of a British Honduras, now known as Belize, His family moved uh, to Georgia at a young age, eventually uh, to St. Louis as well. He actually received his college degree at the age of 16 from St. Louis University. Father Winsling was a brilliant man. He went on and got his doctorate from Cal Berkeley and eventually started teaching in a couple different colleges uh, as well. He actually published a couple books as well at the same time. What a young age, after being teaching for a while, he got in a horrible traffic accident. And because of that, he was in and out of the hospitals for the next five to six years and started to discern what is God calling him to do. And God was calling him towards the priesthood to become a shepherd. And so that's what he did. And he was assigned here in 1960 and served from 1960 until 1971. When he was sent out, he had a great decree from the archdiocese. It went like this. St. John the Baptist has a huge amount of debt. It's your job to pay it off. <laughs> Sign me up, right? Uh, but of course, that's what he did. I mean, the church was, was growing, which is beautiful. They had just built the school and the gym and the church, but now they had to, to pay it off. And so for 11 years, uh, Father Winserling uh, labored at that. And at the end of 1971, uh, he was asked uh, to, to, to retire. And he did not want to uh, retire, but the archbishop, I think at that time, realized you know, he's getting a little older, it'll be better for his health uh, to retire. But once again, he fought that a little bit. Rumor has it that he challenged the archbishop to a race around the church. And whoever won, got to make the decision. Uh, the archbishop declined that offer, uh, by, by the way. But once again, Father Winsorling absolutely loved Uh, this parish. Although it is said he led more with a stick than a carrot, uh, he he gave his life uh, to the service of different parishes, including here. He loved it so much that he's actually buried at our cemetery, as is Father uh, Cushion. In 1971, uh, we received another pastor. Our fourth pastor was Father William Bullock. Father Bullock was born in Maple Lake, Minnesota. He grew up on a farm and did not want to be a farmer, so he went to the cities as quick as possible. And he got ordained to the priesthood and for 16 years served at St. Thomas Academy as the headmaster. But the whole time he was there, he truly desired to be in a parish. And so in 1971, he received the call to come out here to St. John the Baptist in Excelsior. And he served here for nine years. Father Windsorling, uh, not Father Wins, Father uh, Bullock, eventually Bishop Bullock, uh, truly had a love for uh, the liturgy. And he did a lot to increase and enhance the liturgy here at St. John the Baptist. Vatican II was fresh, just had just happened, you know, eight, nine years before that. And so they're trying to implement some of those, those changes as well. Um, Father Bullock as well, really wanted to get the laity involved as much as possible. In 1980, uh, Father Bullock received a call asking him to become the auxiliary bishop of St. Paul in Minneapolis. And he had a hesitation. He had a hesitation to say yes because he did not want to leave parish life. But of course, he said yes and was made the auxiliary bishop of St. Paul in Minneapolis, and eventually the bishop in Des Moines, and eventually Bishop in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, where he served and eventually retired, and eventually passed away. As well. Because we look at these four pastors that have come before us, and there's four more after. We could go through that list as well. We know that we're all a little bit different. And that's good. We all have that same thing. We all want to shepherd. And always this hesitation. I can tell you as, as a priest, when you're, when you're in the seminary, the biggest worry you have is this can I do it? Can I truly do this? As I shared on my Holy Thursday, Homily, no, you can't. But God can. God will provide. And God will always provide good shepherds because he himself is the good shepherd. And so what priests are called to do, what religious are called to do, what deacons are called to do, what married couples are called to do as well, is to lay down your life of service, to serve and to be served. But today in a special way, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to pray that the Lord may raise up more holy shepherds, more good shepherds, more good priests to serve him in his vineyard. And if he so wills, to choose from our homes those needed for his work.